0: Welcome, everybody, to Logical and Right. That is Right with a W, as in Wright County. Uh, this is episode number 10, I believe, and we have, once again, Jeremiah Patrick will call this episode the sequel because he was our second guest back in June when his campaign basically just got off the ground um, as the sole challenger to our current mayor here in Buffalo. Um, He's going to go through his visions uh, for the city should he be elected um, and basically kind of give us his grand finale with uh, how many days left? Do We have just under three weeks.
1: I want to say it's something, it's less than that at
0: this point. I think it's less
1: than 20 days.
0: Okay, yep. So I'm going to turn it over to him now and uh, I will chime in if I can think of a You know, me type comment. Otherwise, the floor is yours, Jeremiah. Take it away.
1: Well, thank you there, Daniel. Um, So I've gone around town at this point and I've knocked on probably close to 2,500, 2,600 at least doors. I've talked to a lot of different people and I've gotten a lot of feedback in terms of I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about that. And I wanted to come back on here because earlier I talked about my vision for what I saw And now I wanna start giving some feedback about things that I've explicitly heard from people that I'm concerned about this, I'm concerned about that. Now the number one thing that I've heard concern about, it's nigh universal, is utilities. The cost of utilities keeps on going up. It's now very, very expensive to live in people's houses. People are talking about moving out of town. As mayor, I'd first like to see two things. First, I wanna see the debt on the utilities paid down first. I don't like debt. I think that we should be moving our way towards having savings, being able to well live within our means. We shouldn't be taking out debt except for very specific and special projects. And the second thing I wanna do is I wanna take out long-term maintenance plans or have the city start creating those to be able to figure out what needs to be repaired and when does it need to be repaired. Now these two should in time help to bring the cost down. Um, We can't wave our hands and just create a power plant. So we're not necessarily able to bring down the cost of power, the cost of water. There's a lot that goes into that as well. That's another thing that we can't necessarily just wiggle our nose and poof, the price comes down, but we get the debt paid down. That's an aspect that we as the city or those departments have to charge for as part of their rates is that debt. So that is something concrete that we can emphasize on how to help try and bring those rates down. The second thing with long-term maintenance plans is I wanna see the ability of, of when we can replace everything. Now that sounds really weird. It's like, you know, why would you replace everything? I'm not talking like next year or year after. I'm talking 30 to 50 year plans of roads wear out. Water pipes wear out, sewer pipes wear out. How much each year do we need to spend in order to make certain that things are in properly in maintenance? Maybe there's a couple years where things don't need to get, you don't have as high of expenditures because a lot of roads got done at once. We still put aside that money and we save up for it for when the time comes. Then we tap those funds so we don't have big spikes or drops in overall uh, what we have to charge the public for repairing roads, water, electric, so on and so forth. Right now from uh, talking to somebody who works in Albertville, it costs about a million dollars to replace a three-quarter length of road, three-quarter mile length of road. Um, That's a lot more expensive than going out there and maintaining it, tarring it. So one of the things is going around making certain of this is this is in this context specifically roads but whatever maintenance we can do to determine on electrical on pipes and set up a schedule so that we actually know how much it's going to cost year to year the city has taken out loans within the past five years just to do road maintenance roads water electric sewer parks police fire these are the main things that a city should be providing and if we're not able to cover all of those costs, and we have to take out loans for that, we need to figure out what's going wrong because, and we have taken out loans in the last five years for just maintenance. What are we spending our money on? Where is our money going? This is stuff that needs to be investigated. We create these plans and then we stick with these plans because there's no use in planning for anything if you're not going to fully fund it and if you're not going to be able to uh, maintain it or follow it. And the idea then is that if you're doing proper maintenance and if you have a proper schedule, you know your costs well in advance. You can prepare for it, you can plan for it, and if there are other opportunities that are coming up, there's a state project that's coming through or there's a county project that's coming through, shuffle around the schedules a little bit and see if there's a way that you can't then reduce cost and then in turn uh, put that back, that cost reduction back on taxpayers. Planning and foresight is very, very important, especially when you have long-term assets.
0: Do you have um, any people or an idea of where you might think the worst roads are throughout Buffalo? And maybe these are the people that would like to, right now, listen up?
1: Well, I know there are two areas specifically, uh, places that I've talked to. There's a number of people who are concerned about speeding. Right now, I'm more caring about the integrity of the roads 17th street south has a pair of paraplegics who live on that road and they're concerned about the status of it with the cracks and the overall state of it because if they get thrown from their chair they're going to need assistance getting back into it and apparently it's a road that sees a lot of traffic going over it and sees a lot of wear mm-hmm. uh, the other one if you take a look at uh, some of my posts on my mayor campaign page I actually just did one of this within the last couple of days. Up in the old Pulaski area on the northeast side of Lake Pulaski, where all the roads are named after birds, Mm -hmm. some of those roads are in just abominable conditions. Some of them are effectively gravel that are hardly held together with anything at all. Those are places that definitely we would want to see some, some time and care spent to it because there may be roads that need to be maintained more often than others. I mean, a high traffic road like, say, Lake Boulevard, or Pulaski Road is probably going to see a lot more maintenance than one of the roads that are, say, back behind the elementary school where you don't see nearly as much traffic. But they should all be in the plan, they should all be in rotation, and there should be an idea of maybe we only have to replace, you know, one of those roads behind the elementary school every 40 years, and we just patch it and it's fine, but the one in front of the elementary school that everybody uses, maybe that's a 20-year rotation because it just gets used so much. We have to... Got to be wise with your investments. Mm -hmm. So, another thing, if we're talking about infrastructure as well, and this would be something that the city offers, is the community center. A lot of people are concerned, they want a community center. They want someplace where, as seniors, they can gather. Uh, Parents want a place where they can drop their kids off and their kids can play and have a healthy space that they can get out and do things with my own daughter is just under two years old and she would love some sort of indoor playground where she could be able to run around and do whatever. There's a great big laundry list of desires in this community center. And I think it's time to start seriously looking at starting to save money up for a community center and start really drawing up plans. Now, in the interim, what I want to see is I want to see the list of what people want. You know, do you want a place for your kids to play sports? Do you want a place for... Uh, for seniors to be able to get together on the regular let's take a look at what's in town already there are places like the high school where they have nights or opportunities that people can come in kids can come in and they can use like the gym facilities or something like that let's start to leverage that put something together and tell people about it because i didn't know about this until about a week or two ago and i'm going I've been knocking on all these doors. Had I known that, I'd have been able to tell parents. And if they didn't know about that, they could have gone, my goodness, here's a solution for my problem right now. I don't have to wait for this thing to come along. Here it is right here. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some things that we don't have in town. We don't have a very large gathering space like for a a convention or a big meeting or something like that. A couple other things, the meeting rooms, the library's kind of small, doesn't have some sort of like meeting places where if there's like the, if there's like a a local group of people that wants to get together, it might be kind of hard to find a space in town that's not in a restaurant. Maybe there's an opportunity there. Let's build this thing a piecemeal. Let's find what our biggest demands are that are not being fulfilled by the facilities we have. Start with that and then continue to work. And then I want to build in some feedback to this. How much does it cost for us to build this? How much does it cost for us to run it? How much slack do we have in the budget? Okay, we've got a little bit more slack. You know, we know that our tax base is going to stay like this. We can support maybe a little bit more. Can't really see a whole lot more. Okay, we need to stop building. Build in a chunk here, build in a chunk there, a million dollars here, half a million there. I know it doesn't sound like a lot these days, but it's starting to build things up and build it over time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't want to see us take out millions and millions and millions of dollars of debt and then all of a sudden have to turn around to the people said we want a community center in this beautiful town and say congratulations your taxes are now higher because of the debt you're no longer able to afford to live here so i really want to keep that balance uh and i really want to see that kept it makes no sense to give people a thing they want then they can't use it anymore
0: Mm -hmm. no agreed
1: um that turns into another thing that I'm really seeing for families and for other people is they want to see a restaurant. I'd love to see the old movie theater converted into a restaurant. Um, currently there have been no successful bids on the old community or not community center, the old government center, the old jail, the courthouse. People have suggested maybe that would be a good spot for a restaurant as well. You're adjacent to downtown. You've got a nice view of the lake might be an opportunity. I want to see a restaurant in downtown specifically because I need, I feel there's a need for an anchor to really draw people in and really keep them down there. Right now, you go down there past five o'clock, what's open? What's the scoops open? Jay's down under, Hayes Public House, and that's really about it. You don't have a real sense of life down there. You don't have a lot of entertainment opportunities
0: i don't even think bj's deli is open that late bj's is only open for lunch but phenomenal food that's not a that's not a rip on you all by any (laughs) means but yeah agreed only a few things open
1: so and i've heard business owners go there's no reason to be open later because nobody's in downtown uh i've talked to the owner of evelyn's wine bar and she goes it's very very difficult to get people to understand i'm open all the time i'm open late She's had to do a ton of work and she should be commended for that because small business owner, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of effort. Um, so if we want to start pumping some more life back in there, let's find a way reinvesting, incentivizing, what have you. Let's bring in a family style restaurant. Buca de Beppos is the first thing that comes to mind or something that kind of fills that same kind of niche. I would love to have something that would put us on the map the same way that Big Board Barbecue has put Hanover on the map. Something that you can't find for miles and miles and miles around where you have good cooks, the food is good, the atmosphere is great. And, I mean, when's the last time you were at Big Boar?
0: I have never been there. Really? But I've heard it's wonderful.
1: Well, one of the things you have to remember when you're going there is that you may have a 45-minute to an hour and a half wait to get a table. Okay. It's that busy. It's that packed. I would love to see something that, even something... Half as successful as that, where they're just busy each night, Mm -hmm. provide something that people want, and let's try and get it into Buffalo because I think we're a great I mean, we're the center of Wright County, more or less. I think we've got a great spot for it. Let's see who we can find to bring in. The old theater is a good option, maybe there's another one. Bring it into downtown, start to drive more life down there, and then business owners will look at downtown and go, There's an opportunity for me to start a business Mm -hmm. in this area because i know people are going to be here a little bit later at night maybe some entertainment venues might be able to come up something for you know we used to have an escape room and covid kind of killed that maybe we could attract another one something like explain
0: an escape room
1: short version you're locked in a room or at least the door is closed on you you have to solve puzzles in order to get out within a short period of time
0: (laughs) Uh, like saw but not nearly as graphic or murderous.
1: If and significantly less bloody as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, wait, so you at there was something like that here? Where?
1: Uh, it was down next to the uh, the card shop in downtown.
0: Oh sure.
1: Right across from Love Inc. in that sort of area, like yep. right next to Jay's down under. Yep,
0: yep, yep. I got saw
1: it. a sign for it and then by the time that I got around to saying I'd like to go to it, they're out of business. Well,
0: that is unfortunate.
1: Yeah. So I, again, I want to see about doing what the city can in order to drive interest and investment in building up the downtown area with small businesses and really providing them the tools that they need from, from the city side, because we handle regulation. We handle all sorts of stuff like that. Let's make their lives a little bit easier and let's make the lives of the other businesses in town a little bit easier as well. Let's make this a friendly place to be able to be a business. Starting a business is difficult. difficult lots of aspects to it, lots of different things. Let's start by making just a checklist. You do all these things. You're a business in this town. Make it simple. Make it easy to find. Somebody says, you know, I'm looking to start a business. Just do these things. Bam, 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 bam. And then at that point, great, it's done. And then you take a look at it and it's like, all right, not a problem. You know, I now know it's these are the things that I have to do to become a business in Buffalo. Um, like I said, I really want to, and that won't just help the downtown. that'll help the city as a whole, because the city actually has some very unique things that uh, that give it an opportunity for growth or a mature kind of growth. When I, and when I say mature kind of growth, I don't necessarily mean sprawling out and out, mm-hmm. but taking what we have and doing a little bit more with it or turning it from something that's a short-term idea, throwing it into a long-term idea. We have an airport it's a big one. It's in good repair. You know what we have an opportunity for? Drone development, aeronautics development. We have it right there. Somebody's going to go out and make a new type of drone that can fly over farm fields to be able to tell the the state of the crops. Well, you need an airport for that. Heck, you need crops right here. Somebody wants to start making instrumentation for either drones or airplanes or all sorts of stuff like that. Right here in Buffalo is a good place to start let's leverage our assets we can't really leverage highways because we don't have highway 12 we don't have i-94 but we have 55 and 25 and we've got reasonable access to both st cloud and the twin cities Mm -hmm. i think this is an aspect in which buffalo should spend more time promoting itself however we might and really try and drive that as an area where we might find additional growth um I think about the last thing I wanna go over right now is specifically transparency. Um, my campaign is raising families and expectations. And the main thing I wanna raise people's expectations is in is what it is to have a local government. We need to have all of our citizen commissions recorded. They should probably be in 1080p. Which is, I mean, that's pretty standard for anybody these days, but it's easy enough that if you have a PowerPoint up there or something with text, that's able to be read. If you go look at the city council meetings right now uh, that are recorded on Vibit, you can't read them. They just look like blotches of squares. So you can't actually read the PowerPoints that were up on the screen and they aren't necessarily attached to, or they aren't necessarily able to be found otherwise. Mm -hmm. So when you go back to take a look at something, if it's like three years later, you have a really hard time reading exactly what was in front of them. Um, that should be done for all of our boards. I mean, we've got a number of them. We've got the parks board, the planning board, the HRA, these are boards and all of them should be recorded one variety or another because people want to know. And it's 2022. It should be relatively simple to be able to do this and find some way to be able to have all these recorded, then upload them. I'd love to see as an alternative as well, or as an addition, we say, have it live streamed to some other platform. There's tons of them at this point. Not just Vibe it, but then also have something else so that perhaps the city begins to leverage itself uh, a, a city government website. I also want to see things like uh, a flyer come out probably videos is my, is I guess the more modern version of it. This is what the city's been doing. You know, the planning commission has heard things for here, here, and here. Uh, the HRA board heard this, the parks board heard that something that you can keep in a bite-sized chunk that somebody can process in like five, 10 minutes. And they've got an idea what's going on. And if they hear something and they go, that sounds important, then they know because right now your only opportunity for that is you need to go hunt down and find all the minutes you need to read through all the minutes. And sometimes it's just they heard about this and it was tabled. They heard about that. They voted yes. They heard about that. They said no.
0: What does being tabled mean?
1: So being tabled is we're going to talk about another day. Got it. So we need more information. We're going to table this particular matter. Bring it back another day. Got it. Um, because in this day and age where people have serious concerns about what's going on in their government, where is their money being spent, what's going on. And the local government has a concern about how people are talking to them or how people are regarding them. I think it's an opportunity to really bring the temperature in the room down a little bit by doing something relatively simple. We already have all this information as a city government. Let's cut something real quick and say, Hello, this is, you know, this is what's gone on in the month of March in 2023. On this board, this was discussed. On this board, this was discussed. And this is important in another way. Because when developments occur, people tend to get kind of upset because they'll only hear about them when they come to council because I don't, I'm actually curious how many people in town know we have all these citizen commissions that actually spend a lot of time and effort learning about all these different aspects. So... Do they know then that, say, there's a planning commission where all these, like, all these platted developments, all these uh, subdivisions actually go and they're reviewed and they're talked about long before they actually get to council? Like, it might be a year or two in advance before it gets to council. And then council and the city get upset because people only find out because it's going to council on its last approval. And they go, well, you've had a whole year to know about it. But the thing is, is that unless people knew that this was going on, how are they supposed to know what's going on? Somebody hears about it. They're anxious. They want to know more. They come up, they invoice their concerns. And it's like, well, you've had a year or two to, you know, have these concerns out to talk about this. Why haven't you done that? Let's start being a little bit more forward and a little bit more proactive when it comes to engagement, when it comes to transparency. I mean, this is, this is just the most basic thing. Mm -hmm. that can happen Mm -hmm. second thing i want to see more on is on uh the budgeting process and where money is specifically spent let's find an easier way to be able to tell people this is the money we're bringing in this is the money that's going out and when i say an easier thing i'm meaning some way that's just simpler some way that's maybe a little bit more graphical or something else like that just because it's well right now you get a 200 page document And you look at that and you go, where do I even start? What does any of this mean? Now, we have good staff. I mean, our financial team, our financial staff actually won a very, very difficult to get award this last year for, yeah, for the quality of their audits, for the quality of their work, for which we should be glad that we have them working for us, but- I then want to take those skills, that passion that those people have to make certain that the numbers are right, that everything is where it should be. And I want to have that turn just a little bit to say, you know, over the next five years, we're going to build an electric substation. Here are the reasons. It's going to cost this much here, this much here, this much here. We're doing this for safety. We're doing this for this. We're doing this for that. If there's a need for a public comment, something or the other than have at the end of this video, you know, uh, and there's going to be a public comment section, you know, an open house, a town hall, whatever on this date at this place really start to engage people on platforms where they operate. Not a lot of people get the Wright County journal press. I do, but again, I'm interested in this kind of stuff. The majority of people don't really read in a lot of newspapers these days. Some people listen to the radio, but is it everybody? Mm -hmm. Just about everybody goes on YouTube at this point or goes on an alternative platform of some sort. Let's find a way to start to leverage that and then really be able to find a way to integrate ourselves into our citizens' lives. I would prefer if people were able to look at it, you know, we got some views and nobody cared about it. But if the result of it as well was people went, hey, look, I didn't know about this. And then I saw that video and that's why I'm here. And now I'm engaging in the process and I'm hearing about this and I have an opportunity to put in my input at the right time versus that when I just heard about that as the council's about to give the final yay or nay on it, that's success. That's transparency. That's really opening up things to tell people we're doing things inside your town. This is what you need to know. So that's kind of the the big stuff I've heard. Uh, I guess the last thing is a small town feel. I don't know how much I've gone into that. Uh, we talked
0: about it a little in your first one, I believe, but um the and and I have a question and I believe I asked this months ago. Uh but it's kind of um yeah, keeping downtown buffalo if possible a historic district or is that not possible? But I guess more the, to your point, it's more, how do we keep downtown Buffalo from becoming something that looks like just anything else? I mean, that was the first thing we noticed when we moved here uh, was downtown Buffalo. And I was like, this is absolutely amazing.
1: So I think that is easily answered, but it might be a little bit more difficult in order to execute. The easy answer is you keep things to no more than three stories. You keep the aesthetic look of the exterior of the buildings consistent. You effectively have—I I don't know—there's there, a way to say that if you're in this, if you're going to build in this area, you have to abide to these particular standards. Uh, you you want to see an example of that? You go to Excelsior. There's an example of a town that has a historic downtown area where they haven't necessarily kept all the old buildings, but they've kept the look and the feel, and. Nothing, like I've said before, nothing lasts forever. And in time, some buildings need, may need to come down and other ones need to come up. But put in these guidelines and in fact, make them, you know, you aren't going to build a building higher than three stories. You're not going to have a building whose facade is going to be vinyl siding. You're going to have a brick siding. And it needs to look like this. You know, your windows have these dimensions. Some of that might be able to varied here or there, but have it as a central line keep the downtown looking like some place that people want to visit i mean these days a lot of the aesthetics are driven by cost and that's you know that's an important thing mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that at the same time that these should be so onerous to make it impossible to have this building but at the same time the city has a big investment in the downtown area looking and feeling and staying as some place that people want to go I mean, the amount of time we've just talked about trying to figure out how to incentivize a restaurant, how to incentivize other businesses, that's effort that the city's expending. And on the flip side, we want to make certain that as citizens of this town, we've got someplace that we like to go. It has to look good. It has to feel good. You don't want to have traffic whizzing past you as you're going down Division Street, as you're going to What's the Scoop. No. You want to have that slower pace of traffic. You want to have those small buildings, those small businesses, and maybe you have it so that there's, you know, three stories and there's three businesses in that single place. I don't see a problem with that. But a giant building that's the size of a city block, that's vinyl sided, that just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. I'm looking at that and I'm going, I'm not certain that's the right fit for downtown. No, no, no. So that's, that's at least how I see that specifically. And the other thing is... I want to keep the small town feel for all of Buffalo. I mean, that charm bit really fits in with downtown, but as soon as you start to get outside, you don't have so much of the historic feel. I mean, some of the older neighborhoods, you've got these wonderful examples of architecture you don't find in a lot of other places in town, but you still have those slower roads. You still have that little bit quieter bit of life. You don't have lots of tall buildings. The houses are of a decent size, but people live in them and there's lots of evidence that people care about their properties. And this is the kind of thing that we should be trying to uh, not only maintain, but uh, promote as well, is that uh, a little bit smaller, a little bit slower, keep that small town feel. Because if we've seen anything, I mean, this town has tripled its size in 30 years. Interest is not going to go away. People always have an interest in going out to someplace that's a really nice place to be. And I'm worried that we might attempt to trade some of what we have that's nice for a short-term game like what monticello has done with those huge huge apartment blocks Mm -hmm. and then 10 20 years down the line we'll realize we made a terrible mistake when all of a sudden people are going well buffalo used to be nice and now it's not anymore so that's my my main desire of caution when it comes to taller and larger buildings
0: yeah well i couldn't agree more okay well I believe, oh, I wanted to bring up one thing that I noticed. Uh, Your phone went off, and you seamlessly put it on silent without breaking. And it was an amazing display of double-tasking that I could not have done (laughs) myself. And I don't know why that uh, struck me as something that was um, quite... uh, Quite engineerish of you, being the engineer that you are. But it was a phenomenal display of double tasking.
1: I <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's my me comment
0: for uh, the time, uh, and I think that's uh, we're gonna wrap it up right there on the dot at 30 minutes and three seconds. Thanks everybody for listening. The surely millions of you out there that are hearing this. Keep it logical. Keep it right, right, County. Rock and roll.